Guys, if you haven't checked up on our social media recently, what have you been doing? I'm at Nick Hardwick, and Jamie is at Jamie.Hardwick. That's J-A-Y-M-E with a period and then Hardwick, which is not to be confused with the other Jamie Hardwick, who I tagged a little while ago on Instagram, and she notified me that uh, you may want to get this straight, bud. Your wife may be pissed at you. That earned me the Worst Husband of the Week award. Sorry, babe. Anyway, you guys know that Lose Like Alignment is going off. I'm sure you've seen some of the ads circulating. Hundreds of men now are losing staggering amounts of weight on a daily basis. It's been so awesome to see. And, of course, I had no idea that life would turn into this for me or for us. I just had to get the information out of my head, share it with others, see if it could help people reclaim their lives. And lo and behold, it has. And I am just really grateful to be a part of this amazing team. And the most fulfilling thing for me and the program is the weekly interactions that we get through the accountability network. So sign up for that. It is awesome to get personal connections and have conversations and get to understand who people are, what their challenges are, and assist on a very personal basis, on a weekly basis. So as this was all going on, we're getting crazy amounts of requests from the ladies, wondering if this program is good for them too. And for me, I said, sure, yeah, it is. And But really, since the beginning, I've tried to get Jamie to give my plan a try, and she would try it for a day or two, and then basically tell me it wasn't for her. And finally, listening to the requests on social media and through email for a female version and then getting some feedback back from females who were actually in the program and taking that into account and then asking and not telling Jamie what can make this plan work for her and for other females. She went, took the parts from the men's program that she liked, modified it to accommodate the female body and your guys' individual preferences and gave it a try. And I tread lightly saying this to her. Thankfully, she's not around right now. But it's been super cool watching her own this program. She has gained control back over the food, has reset her hunger cues, and has lost the weight she's been trying to lose, really, forever. I know. I Believe me, I don't think she has anything to lose either. But still, she's getting to a place where she feels great about her body. And that is important. In fact, I just get out of the bathroom and she says, I've lost this weight, but Nick, I've lost an inch off of my waist. She's taking measurements. So we sent the adjustments back to our design team and voila, the lose like a lady program is born. We would love for you guys to join the team. If you want to know more, all food preferences and eating styles work within the framework we provide in both the men's and the women's program. We do provide body weight only workouts and daily activities known as every hour on the hour exercises EHO. But guess what? As we tell everyone, the exercise is the least important component of the plan. It's not required to lose weight. If you don't want to exercise or you've got your own form of exercise that you would rather do, do that. We are never going to discourage that. This program will help you figure out what works best for you. You're going to learn appropriate caloric loads for the day and per meal. You're going to learn how to match your caloric intake with daily activity levels. You're going to break free from the having to eat a meal every three-hour cycle. It really is an incredibly empowering experience. Also, the program helps build healthy self-care habits that make the program sustainable for life. And it's wonderful when you figure out that the more you take care of yourself, the healthier, the easier it is to make good choices when it comes to food, when it comes to exercise. And the best part about the program that a lot of people find is 
it's four weeks on and two weeks off of the plan. That is what we call a diet break. How many programs encourage you to not do the diet? We do that. So you're going to build trust with yourself. You're going to take the skills you learned and you're going to put them to test in the real world. The whole process, it's incredibly empowering. When you reclaim your health, you really do reclaim your life. Join our teams. Sign up at hardwick.life. It's like hardwick.com, but hardwick.life. And use the code podcast20 for 20% off the order. And by the way, you can use that code forever on anything site-wide forever. And we want you to know that we're here for you. You can email me directly at nick at nickhardwick.com. I, I do. I get back to everybody. Try it. Try me. I'll get back to you. Uh, anything you have. Show recommendations, any questions, any support, any criticism. We're here for that. Throw everything my way. You need help modifying this program to suit your particular needs? All you got to do is ask. We've helped hundreds of people make this program work in their lives, and you can too. All right, guys. Back to the show. Check it out. Hardwick.life, podcast 20 for 20% off, and we hope to see you on the network soon. Love you guys. All right, back again on the Hardwick Life podcast with Director of Nutrition, Casey Thomas. Casey, this one in a recent blog from you, and I didn't know people were scared of these, but I, I mean, I guess I do. Are eggs bad for you? <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like, for the last 10 years, I feel like everybody just been asking me about eggs. So like, how many eggs is too many eggs? Can I just eat eggs? Can I eat 20 eggs in a day? Is that fine? You're fighting the war on eggs. <laughs> I know. It's, 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 it's hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> but the, the short answer is no. And we could just end it right there, really. But, um, you know, All right. <laughs> they're, 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 not, they're not bad for you. Um, it, it's, it's really going to depend on a lot of factors, right? Like, are you throwing in a stick of butter with every single egg? All right, that's going to change the output of, of the nutritional value of that meal, right? What you're pairing with it outside of, you know, just the egg by itself. Right. Are you frying them in the leftover bacon grease? Yeah, exactly. Are right. you baking it into a cake? Indiana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like uh, people are like, oh, there's eggs and cake and pastries. It's like, okay, yeah, but you know, there's also a ton of sugar and butter and all this kind of stuff and, you know, bacon grease and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, by itself, the egg is one of the single most nutritious and nutrient dense foods that I know of. Um, it is the barometer that scientists use to measure how good other proteins are. As one example, it has what we say the perfect essential amino acid mix. It contains every single essential amino acid that is required for life. Uh, and, and so that, that's just a, um, that's a, that's what protein is made of. So protein is made of amino acids and there are two different types of amino acids. There's essential and non-essential essential is I have to have it or I will die non-essential is my body can make this stuff from the essentials. So I'm okay if I don't eat these because I have the essentials. And so eggs have like the perfect mixture, as scientists have said, of essential amino acids. They have all of them and in high quantities. Uh, so, and like I said, it's, it's so good that literally when we're like, hey, how good is this protein? We invented a new protein powder. How good is it? Or how good is this piece of steak or chicken or, or you know, a legume? Like how good are these things? And what they do is they compare it to the egg and they look at, you know, how well this stuff is being absorbed in your body, how well it's like causing all these different results as far as like the amino acids and all that. And they use the egg. They're like, okay, this is a, a score of one is the egg. 
and a score of zero is like nothing. And so where do you fall on this slide scale? And so I think that's kind of awesome. That tells you that eggs are a great source of protein, which many people probably- The standard. Know. Yeah, it's the standard. It literally is the gold standard. Uh, so that's, that's one aspect. Um, the, the second aspect is it's a great source of healthy fats. And if I'm playing the numbers game in America, like 70 plus percent of Americans are really struggling incorporating healthy fats in their diet to a large degree. And eggs are just packed with, with healthy fats. Okay. So that's, that's one awesome thing there. And if that wasn't enough, you know, it's loaded with vitamins and minerals and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and when you think about it, it really does make sense because I think, well, an egg has to have all of the nutrients essential for the growth and development of, you know, new life or like a baby chicken. Right. And it's really interesting to me because there's very few foods in life that we can eat that are backed by evolution. So like this egg has been honed for, you know, tens of thousands of years to become the perfect little nutrient bomb for, for this baby chick. Right. And, and we, and it's like, this is designed purely for the benefit of this baby chick, the, the, that, you know, it's, it's meant to be eaten. And a lot of foods are just, it's just, Hey, it's a plant and the plant is trying to survive on its own. It's not like thinking about my health, like spinach isn't thinking about my health at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, but uh, you know, it might still be good, but an egg is like my primary directive is to make something else be more healthy. And it's a baby chicken or, you know, whatever, you know, other kind of animal it is. Um, the only other food that I can think of that humans regularly consume that fits that kind of, uh, you know, um, theme is milk because milk is designed to help, you know, once the baby is born to help them grow. So mammals, we make milk and milk is an incredibly nutritious food. And that also has evolution on its side. Okay. That is carefully crafted to be beneficial for the new offspring. And I think that's awesome. You have evolution on your side outside of just, hey, all this other science and interesting stuff. Like you got evolution, like hundreds of thousands of years of evolution behind you. Um, so that's really cool. Um, it's got tons of nutrients packed into this like tiny, tiny little package. Um, you're not gonna find something similar. <laughs> um, where people start asking questions though, um, you know, people normally are like, okay, I recognize eggs have good protein. I, I admit, I, I concede that eggs have good protein. I've heard about that, you know, and maybe the stick of butter was a bad call. So, you know, but still, can I eat 10 eggs in a day? Uh, doesn't it have a ton of cholesterol in it? That's usually the, the big question I get is eggs have a lot of cholesterol and I heard cholesterol is bad. And my doctor says I need to lower my cholesterol. So let me just um, make the logical assumption that I should eat less cholesterol in order to lower my cholesterol levels. That's a fine logic, right? Like I understand that that is the logic and that that is what it is, but um, our body cholesterol levels are a bit more nuanced than, than that. And in fact, dietary cholesterol intake, and I'll probably say this again, but dietary cholesterol intake has absolutely no relation, zero relation, to blood cholesterol levels, okay? So how much cholesterol you eat does not directly impact your blood cholesterol levels, all right? Your digestive system breaks down the cholesterol into its component molecules and absorbs it. And it does not absorb the cholesterol as is, okay? So the claim that because eggs have cholesterol in them, and if you eat a lot of eggs, it will raise your cholesterol, is false on that logic. Now, there are other ways to raise your cholesterol. Uh, if you are simply overeating calories, 
Okay. If you are just gaining weight like mad, that can definitely raise your cholesterol. And if you are eating bad sources of fats, that can also raise your cholesterol. So unhealthy sources of fats, if you're having fried chicken, if you're having pastries, if you're having candy, uh, these saturated fats, these trans fats, these kind of fats will definitely raise your cholesterol levels. Okay. But the cholesterol molecule itself gets broken down and gets absorbed and gets utilized by the body. It does not impact your blood cholesterol. And the other interesting thing too, is that there's a lot of different types of cholesterol and a lot of people give a lot of hate to things like insulin and to cholesterol, um, in your blood, but your body wouldn't make them if they weren't absolutely critical for your survival. Like you need some, but where the problem happens is if you deviate from the normal range by too much. So if you go too low on cholesterol, you go too low on blood sugar, if you go too high on cholesterol, you go too high on blood sugar, that causes problems. But if you're in the sweet spot, that's fine. Okay. We want to have a normal cholesterol level, but there are many types of cholesterol. Uh, some people now have probably heard on commercials, you know, like good cholesterol, bad cholesterol and that kind of thing. And there's even more types of cholesterol than that. Okay. There's even more types of cholesterol than that. But if you're just looking at total cholesterol levels, uh, what you really should be looking at is the ratio of good cholesterol to bad cholesterol. And even, okay, I, when I say bad cholesterol, you know, it's kind of like an air quotes because uh, at normal ranges, like this is essential for normal human functioning, okay? It's only when it gets too far out that it's a problem. But it's more the ratio between your good and bad that's important. And so there are some foods which might raise both, okay? Now, if it raised only good cholesterol, that would be like, you know, cream of the crop, right? But if it raises both good and bad cholesterol in like a relatively equal ratio, then you're not really going to see any problems. You're going to be okay. So you might have high total cholesterol, but if you have like crazy high good cholesterol, who cares? It really doesn't matter. Uh, you have to break this down a little bit and, you know, doctors can, can help you out with that too. Um, but a lot of times people will look at their cholesterol levels and be like, uh-oh, my cholesterol is too high. It was on this, but you have to break it down a little bit. And so eggs and dietary cholesterol intake, not only have they been shown to not boost your cholesterol levels, I think consumers, I think your listeners, they don't care about their cholesterol levels. I think what they care about is the cardiovascular disease on the back end. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, they, they don't care about your blood cholesterol. I don't care if my cholesterol, if my blood is turned a hundred percent to cholesterol, if it means I will never have a heart attack, right? Like I really don't care. All I care about is the disease endpoint. You don't care about this stupid little blood metric. Okay. Blood metrics don't mean anything. You care about the disease endpoints. And more importantly, not only does dietary cholesterol intake have no link to cardiovascular disease or, or no link to blood cholesterol, it has no link to cardiovascular disease. And that's what we really care about. So it's not causing disease and it's not causing raises in your blood cholesterol. And this is usually the U S government was very, very slow with this stuff, <laughs> like very slow, but because of the weight of the evidence, even the United States government, which moves at a snail's pace has had to remove from their dietary guidelines for Americans, the recommendation to eat less than 300 mg per day of cholesterol. This is an old thing. And even the U S government is behind this and they are slow as a snail. So, <laughs> you know, um, we have no reason to avoid an egg simply because it has a high quantity of cholesterol in it. Um, now, on the other hand, there might be reason to increase intake of dietary cholesterol, which is kind of interesting. Um, cholesterol is a precursor molecule for a lot of hormones. Okay. Pretty much every single steroid hormone that you can think of and Sorry, when I say steroid, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, like injections. I just mean like the, it's a chemical term. Um, 
all of the sex hormones mainly that you can think of there you go. at their, at their root is a cholesterol molecule. Okay. We build around a cholesterol molecule to build all of our hormones. And so we have data showing that people who tend to eat more dietary cholesterol have more testosterone, which a lot of guys care about. And testosterone is also important for the ladies, by the way. Okay. Uh, ladies have something like a 10 X of testosterone in their bodies over estrogen and things like that. Uh, so ladies rely on testosterone a lot as well too. Um, but we have data showing the more cholesterol you eat, the more testosterone you have, which can help you build muscle tissue and all sorts of other things. So that's kind of neat. So that might be a reason for why you want to intake eggs. Um, I have some people who also tell me, you know, or I see this observation at least a lot, which is sometimes people throw away the yolk and they keep the egg whites. You can buy yeah. cartons of egg whites and, and all that kind of stuff. I do. <laughs> tell me to stop. I read the blog, but tell me to stop. Yeah, I'm probably going to tell you to stop. Uh, <laughs> the egg white. Okay, so it, how the, the structure of the egg is. Um, you have the shell, right? And you have the membrane on the inside. And uh, then you have the egg white, which is kind of like the casing. And then you have the egg yolk, which is where the baby chick actually is. So the egg yolk is actually where 100% of the nutrients are. Okay, that is where like the fats, the vitamins, the minerals, like all the good stuff are like sitting in that little egg because that's where the chick is. The egg white is just like the stuff to hold everything together. Okay, it's not really doing anything. It's protein. It's great protein. And as I said, it's like the standard, which we measure. Um, but the egg whites are literally devoid of any other nutrients except pure protein. And that's fine. Like, I mean, if you want to use your egg whites as pure protein, go for it. It is a superior form than, you know, maybe like a powdered mixture or something like that. Uh, it's, it's natural. It's, it's good. Like egg whites are good for you, but it like really pains me when I see people throw away the egg yolks. Like I have seen some guys who will like buy a dozen eggs, crack them open, pull out the egg yolks, throw them in the trash, and then just like eat their egg whites. And that just like kills me on the inside because that's literally like the most nutrient dense little nugget that you can find in nature. Oh. <laughs> I, know. I get so sad. Um, so, okay. So if you're, if you're looking to trim calories, right? Like usually that's, that's maybe one reason why people might do it. They say, Hey, I need a protein source and I don't want to be consuming a lot of calories. And that's fine because most of the time, or it's true that most of the calories are in the egg yolk. Okay. And so that's okay. That is what it is. You're trying to be thrifty with your calories, but I would, if I did a close look at your diet, I guarantee you that I can find some other foods in your diet that are more worthy of cutting than that egg yolk, because the egg yolk is so nutrient dense. What you want to do when you're trying to cut calories is you want to cut the least nutrient dense foods. You never want to start cutting the most nutrient dense foods. When you're trying to trim calories, you want to cut the, the stuff from the bottom, right? Like you're cutting alcohol, you're cutting sugar, you're cutting, you know, fried foods. You're trying to cut this stuff that has no nutrients because you want nutrients. And an egg, as I said, like nutrition nugget right here, there's probably better options in your diet for where to trim your calories than the egg yolk. Now, if you are someone who is just like, I love eggs, I'm gonna eat 20 eggs in a day. Yeah, okay, maybe we can start talking about uh, maybe trimming up some of those egg yolks because you might not have enough room, but that's a unique situation. Um, but, but more interestingly is there are people who are like, oh, I'm gonna use the egg whites as a protein source. And this is fine. And I used to be a believer in this. I, I used to be a believer in this. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna use my egg whites. This is a great source. And I'm still a believer and I have no qualm with people who use egg whites as their protein source. 
I used to do this, uh, but there was a study that came out a few years ago. And what they did was they wanted to compare um, the amounts of uh, muscle protein synthesis. Okay, so how much muscle you grow in response to a workout. They wanted to compare that in two different conditions. Condition one was using um, 18 grams of whole egg. So they, they put a bunch of eggs together. So that's like roughly three eggs to get 18 grams of protein. And they said, here you go. Here's your 18 gram protein post-workout you know, meal. And then on the other side, they said, let's give you 18 grams of pure egg white. Okay, so you 18 grams of protein of pure egg whites. And they wanted to compare the two after a workout and see, hey, which one was the superior um, post-workout you know, recovery item for the purposes of building muscle? And what they saw was that the group that got the whole egg had far more muscle protein synthesis than the other group. And that is kind of confusing because um, in, in the literature, usually it's like we associate just protein with helping us build muscle. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I thought too. Like, I, you know, I recognize that there were other nutrients that kind of helped out, but I never had this clear of a demonstration which showed that not only does protein help on the back end of a workout, but something about, you know, whether it's the fats or the vitamins or the minerals or, or whatever it is, something in the egg, egg yolk is helping us build more muscle. And I don't know what it is necessarily, like there's something in there, but it tells you that maybe like a whole meal is superior than simply, you know, chugging a box of egg whites if you're trying to build muscle on the back end or trying to recover. And so that, that was really interesting to me. And I've since kind of switched my philosophy around, you know, the back end of what needs to happen at the back end of a workout. And I'm more a fan of having a more complete meal now, having seen this study than just, hey, I'm going to like throw a scoop of protein powder in my mouth and down it with some water. Like it seems like there's, <laughs> it seems like there's more to it than that. And we can enhance our gains by having a more complete meal, something with vitamins, something with minerals, something with healthy fats. Did they, Casey, did, did on that study, did they control for calories? No. So there was more okay. calories, obviously in the one with the, uh, with the egg yolk, right. It was a little bit more, but when you compare to old literature, right? Like what they're doing is they will compare sometimes the calorie match and what they'll do is they'll calorie match it with carbs. And what we see is that all that mattered in the historical literature was simply the protein content. That was it. So in the old literature, yeah. we're just like, okay, well, we scale up the protein dose. Once we hit 25 grams, we've maximized muscle protein synthesis. And then we had some new research, which was like, well, actually, if we do a whole body workout, we can maximize it at 40 grams. Um, so that seems to be the cap. And then we even have other research, which was like, actually, if you go up to 60 grams, uh, maybe that can be a little bit better. And so anyway, we have all this research that's like basically saying, hey, protein helps, but it kind of like does this thing where it like peters off. Um, but it was all about the protein. It didn't matter. Like carbs could be here. Carbs could be here. Like all the other calories, like it didn't matter this. The only thing that mattered was the protein. And this was the first one that I found where they changed something and it was there's stuff in the whole egg, which is helping with muscle anabolism. And that's kind of that, that study kind of changed my, my practice and my philosophy around, around this, which I thought was really interesting. Eat your eggs, people eat your eggs, eat the whole eggs and don't throw out the yolk. Come on, Casey. That was awesome. Thank you. No problem. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm a whole egg convert. Now I will say about eggs. They do keep me, and this is anecdotal, the most satiated of any food that I eat. 
I mean, I feel like if you have four or five eggs in the morning, you can blast through an entire day and never feel hunger. Oh, I'm, I'm such a fan of eggs. I, and, and the sad thing is that it took me so long to get to them. Like when I was a kid, I hated eggs. Um, something about the texture, the smell, like I gagged every time I saw yeah. an egg and it took me until literally college before I was like, all right, I need to start working these in a little bit more. I forced myself to do it. I pushed through the pain, which is not what I recommend anybody do. And now I love eggs. Now I love eggs though. I've, I've expanded my palate. Um, <laughs> but I'm a huge believer. There's so many reasons to incorporate eggs into, into a diet. They're just incredibly nutritious. Um, if you like them and if, uh, you know, yeah, I think that's the only reason if, if you like them, you should probably be eating eggs. They are great. <laughs> All right. Well, Casey, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you again.